Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett and I am passionate about helping others live a high vibe lifestyle so that they're able to feel their absolute best. I am a self-help author as well as a certified general life coach and law of attraction practitioner. I specialize in both trauma recovery and mindset coaching. You can learn more about my work and my weekly blog by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com or to make it easier, just my first and last name.com. I am so happy you've joined me here today for this high vibe podcast episode. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and dive in. Hello and welcome, welcome back. I first of all want to thank you so much for joining me today. I know that you have so many options of what you could be spending your time doing and I'm just so very thankful that you've decided to spend it here with me today. I am going to be talking with you about some of the most common signs that you are on the right track with your healing journey. So you may wonder why I refer to every single thing as a journey or a walk or a path (laughs) because if you follow my work, this is probably something you hear all the time or see in my writing all the time. And the short answer is, I don't really know why. I see things and pictures in my mind. And so when I think about the sacred walk, which is what I call our journey through life and the different paths that we take, and I guess that's it. I just said it. I just always see it as these different paths, the personal development, the spiritual development, the healing. These are the three paths primarily that I refer to who has the sacred sacred walk. And so today I'm going to be talking with you about the healing journey and how you can validate for yourself through awareness of these common signs that you are on the right path. You're on the right track. So one of the first things that you will notice as you begin healing and that healing really begins to take root is that self-love becomes natural. For those of us who have been wounded, especially Especially those of us who have suffered childhood sexual abuse or childhood abuse of any kind, self-love does not become our natural state any longer. Our natural state is survival and protection. And something I've learned that's really interesting is that the developmental stages of a child's mind are such that when a child between a certain age experiences sexual abuse or abuse of any kind, the only way that their small mind can process it at that point in the developmental stage that they're in is to internalize it as being their own fault. Now we always talk about, and I feel like it's pretty common knowledge, that we understand that this happens when people have been abused. They tend to not feel too good about themselves and somehow think it's their fault. But I found it really fascinating to learn that there's no other way. This is the only way that a child's mind can biologically process what has happened to them is by internalizing it as being their own fault. And that's why I say if you've, especially for those of us who have experienced childhood abuse, self-love does not become our natural way any longer. Our natural way has become 
survival, trauma response. And so it's a great validation that you've really done and made a lot of progress in your healing work when you notice that self-love has become natural again, that you've returned to your natural state of knowing your worthiness, of understanding that what happened to you wasn't your fault. And we have to work through that. It took me a long time. I really did believe for so many years that I had somehow asked for what happened to me in some kind of subconscious or unknown way, unbeknownst to me, I always thought I was cursed. And that's kind of how I shifted that blame to myself. I started telling myself at a very young age when I was first molested by a, um, a friend, a neighbor, her brother, teenager, I started telling a story of being cursed from a very young age. And so when I was once again sexually traumatized by a family member um, in my teenage years, I naturally just thought, well, of course, it's my fault. This is what happens to me. I'm cursed. People are going to abuse me. And let me say, I did not shake that for a long time. And I continued to grow into an adult woman who then was in one abusive relationship after another, like one after another. It's kind of crazy at the time for, I think, people who are witnessing it. But looking back, it makes so much sense because I was telling that narrative that I was cursed, that I attracted these people, and that that's what I was worthy of. When self-love becomes your natural state, you start creating really healthy boundaries in your life. You stop allowing people to treat you in ways that are not honoring because you now honor yourself and that has to now be a reflection of how everyone else treats you. That is a really great sign when you want to create firmer boundaries, even though you know it might upset people because you know you're worth it. And a really important aspect of the healing journey is celebrating ourselves along the way. This is hard freaking work, okay? It's so hard to show up every day and do this work, especially when you're first beginning and it is so fresh and so raw and you're picking up the scabs of old wounds you haven't visited in many years. I mean, it's painful. So it's so important that we honor and celebrate ourselves along this journey. Today, I pose the question to you to help bring some awareness. And I encourage you once this podcast ends to grab a journal and maybe journal about this a little bit. But what toxic habits have you been able to shed due to the love of self that you've embraced along your healing journey? And I want you to write about these in detail and really celebrate yourself with pride and joy as you lean into the energy of self-love through that actual process. If you still are struggling with self-love and you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm still not quite there with this, you know, validating sign that you're on the right track, don't judge yourself for it. But do maybe begin to address that a little bit deeper and see what blocks are in the way of you fully embracing yourself. And I've done a lot of other work on this subject. So you can look through these podcasts or go to my website and look through my writing, my blog page on there. If this is something you're struggling with, I've done so much work on self-love. So do take some time and browse through that and see what else you can find that might support you along this journey if you're struggling. 
healing. So one of the biggest indications that you're on the right track with your healing is going to be by how good you feel, right? If you're feeling good, if you wake up every day excited to tackle the day, if you notice that you're focused more on your blessings and the things that aren't working out, that's a really great sign that you're energetically in a wonderful space, which means that at least while you're in that space, you're healed, right? This has been something else I've learned that's been really fascinating. (laughs) What is healing, right? Do we ever completely heal? And the answer that I have at least come to, the conclusion I've come to is no, we don't. We never are going to completely be like, yep, I've done it all. I'm completely healed. We'll continuously just be called to deeper and deeper healing and self-awareness by the nature of our human experience. And so we're not meant to completely heal while we're on this physical plane. We're meant to continue like a never-ending cycle of death and rebirth, very much like the life of the phoenix, which I talk about so much and align with so much. And so, no, the short answer is no, we don't. But in a way, when you even shift that perspective, what is healing? How do we gauge we've healed. And that gauge is by how we feel. And so if we mindfully and intentionally make it our mission to be grateful throughout our day, to lean into the experiences that feel good and away from the experiences that feel bad, to open ourselves up to flow and let resistance fall away. That's living in a healed energy. So even somebody who maybe was traumatized last week by some horrific event in their life, they can still bring themselves to an energy of health by mindfully and intentionally choosing the next best thoughts. And so while the healing journey is ever evolving and never ending, we can mindfully choose to live on a moment to moment basis in a healed state of mind. But we are humans. And so we are meant to feel certain things. We are meant to visit our shadows, not live there. And this is something I say all the time. Beware of the shadow work addiction, guys. It happens. I'm a shadow work coach. So I am not a bypasser when it comes to doing the inner work. I don't encourage bypassing, but I also don't encourage this like negative mainstream narrative right now that says we have to forever be living within our shadow to be evolved spiritual beings. That's bullshit. And excuse my language, but that's the only word. It's complete bullshit. No, (laughs) we're allowed to visit our shadows, do our inner work, and then move ourselves energetically to a place that feels good. Why we interact with all the other experiences within our physical experience, okay? So I really want to impress that. We're only meant to visit our shadows. We are not meant to live there. And shadow work addiction is a real thing where we feel we can never do enough healing work. We have to constantly be in the state of self-exploration. No, it's okay to plateau. If we don't allow ourselves to plateau, how do we ever integrate the work that we are doing in our shadows? We have to remove ourselves from that shadow shadow energy to even let the work that we've done in that shadow space integrate into our everyday lives and do the healing that we visited our shadow to do in the first place. When we get addicted to this healing work and feel like we aren't going to be spiritually evolved people if we're not constantly 
constantly anchored in our shadow aspects, guess what? You've just created a cycle of wounding that you can't get yourself out of as long as you're living in the shadows. So that's the real truth about shadow work that you don't hear out there right now. There's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to spiritual bypassing. And, you know, I'm not going to get into too much about this, but bypassing is not always a negative thing. We shouldn't bypass 100% of the time, but we also shouldn't be living in our shadows 100% of the time, right? We're allowed to take breaks from that work. We're allowed just to be human beings. We're allowed to experience joy despite our trauma, okay? It's okay to do that. We're allowed to experience joy despite the trauma of the world around us. We're also allowed to do that. We're allowed to experience joy when there's suffering in the world because there will always be suffering in the world. And if we are holding ourselves outside of the energy of joy and love until the world becomes a perfect, peaceful place, you will never get to experience joy. And that is certainly not the purpose of coming into this life. I can tell you that. So that's an important, important aspect of the healing journey and the shadow work journey that is not talked about near enough, in my opinion. So when you notice that life feels good, that you're living in that flow, that you're allowing yourself to feel good, that you're not holding yourself hostage by your past mistakes, that you're not holding yourself to a standard that you must constantly be in your shadows, that you're allowing yourself to enjoy the lighter vibrational energies that we're given, that we're blessed with on this earth by God. That's a wonderful sign and validation that you are on track with your healing. You will also notice along the healing journey as this work begins to anchor in and really shift your actual vibration that your relationships improve across the board. And now when we're talking about this, I think two things may happen and both are a sign that you're on the right track, but you might lose some friendships along this process, along this journey. Most certainly your vibration is going to change and therefore you're no longer going to be a vibrational match for certain people that may have previously been a match for you. And so people are going to vibrate out of your life. Let them go. Don't hold on to relationships that are no longer a vibrational match for you as you're doing this work because you'll just continue to get pulled back. We always want to think that we can bring people forth with us, don't we? Like I fell into this trap for a long time, not wanting to let go of my relationships, thinking I could inspire the people that I was friends with enough to want to join me on the journey I was on for healing and personal and spiritual development. And what I learned is that that never worked. All that ever happened is that I continuously would get brought back to that vibrational match that we had formed. They never joined me. And the reason for that is, is because again, and I think I talked about this in previous podcasts a couple weeks ago, but we can never control what other people do, think, say, feel ever. Even if we are hoping that we can bring them to do, say, think, or feel in a better way, they have to want to feel better for themselves. And so they'll never move forward with us. unless they're already on that path within themselves. During this time, people vibrating out of your life, relationships coming to an end, while it can be sad and it is hard, trust me, I know, I have very few friends left from quote unquote the old days, so to speak. Um, And it's hard. I miss some of them still. Like there's people I, I still miss from three or four years ago, but I've had to release them with love, kindness, and compassion for my own betterment. And I understood as it was happening 
as these relationships were crumbling and falling away, that it was all happening to make space for new, healthier relationships to enter into my life. So one aspect of this is that relationships will crumble and fall away. Let them go. Let them go with peace, love, kindness, and compassion. Send them on their way. But the other thing that will happen is those relationships in our lives don't, can't, there's not the space for them to fall away. For example, the relationship we have with family or a partner, a spouse, our children, you know, our inner circle, those people that stay with us for our whole lives, those relationships we tend to need to like figure stuff out with, right? Those relationships become so much stronger. And that's not to say that even in those relationships, there won't be a time where maybe you don't speak or have anything to do with each other, or you're not really seen eye to eye. But in time, as you heal, those relationships will begin to heal as well. I can attest that like during the period of time when I was writing my book, I went through times where I did not speak to my father, where I wasn't speaking to my mother. No, not long periods of times couple weeks, couple days. But with my siblings, I went months at times without speaking to them. And now I'm so happy to say years later that my relationships with each of these people for the most part is stronger than it's ever been. And there's so much healing that's happened and trust that's been rebuilt. And so when you're on the right healing path, you begin to heal your relationships as well. And so that's wonderful, wonderful validation for you when you start to see that happen. And again, as these relationships shift and fall out of your life, do remember that anytime we're shedding things that we no longer vibrate with, it's only because we're making room for more to come in. And I can say today, I have a life that is rich with empowered, inspiring women that like lift me up, you know, that make me feel good, where I have high vibrational conversations about things that matter and not nonsense gossip about what so-and-so was doing yesterday, right? And so again, as sad as it is to see those relationships go, know that you have only goodness coming to you from here when it comes to your relationships. Another huge sign that we're on the right track is when authenticity becomes our natural way of living. We aren't afraid any longer. And this really goes hand in hand with the self-love aspect, but we are no longer hiding. We're no longer hiding behind our wounding or living in that protective space where the ego is super activated and we are judging others and afraid of how we will be judged. You really get a I don't care mentality when you are living aligns with your purpose because you just know that you, first of all, what power does anyone's opinion hold over you when you know that you're aligning with God. You're empowered by that. And when you know you're doing work from a healthy space, high vibrational space, and you're healing yourself and you're forgiving yourself and you're releasing the shame and you're no longer embarrassed of your past, your past mistakes, anyone's opinion really loses any hold or power over you. And again, I always use myself as examples because what better example do I have to use than myself, right? And what better example would you have to use than yourself? Like our own experiences provide our best teaching lessons. And so I often revert back to my own life and my writing and in my podcast. But my fear of being seen and my wounding showed up for me a lot. And I used to stand in such high judgment of others 
And it all revolved around the fear of people truly seeing me and me being afraid of what they were going to see. But once she began operating and living in that light, now I want people to see me. I'm proud of who I am. Or I guess I shouldn't say I want them to, but I'm sure not shirking away from it, obviously, right? (laughs) From all of this content that I'm always putting out. So, you know, when you lose that fear, fear of what other people think of you and you just say this is me and I love me and you show up to the world with that energy I don't think there's really any better indication that you've healed some massive wounding that you've been holding because of you know similar to what I was talking about with the self-love aspect. You've really released any ideas or limiting beliefs about yourself being unworthy. And so you know you're worthy of showing up your best self to the world in that authentic space. And this is a phase where people really feel called to want to be the light, so to speak. And you might feel that way at this point. And that's another big sign that you're on the right track is when you have transcended your wounding enough that you're now ready to support other people because you know how amazing life can be. You've seen both sides of the coin now. You've seen that, yes, there is always hope that we can always rise up and you become almost obsessed with motivating and empowering other people to this truth as well. And so that's evident in my own work. I never thought that I would ever be in a position where I would be teaching and facilitating and coaching. Uh, I used to sometimes talk about doing coaching work when I was younger and my inner being was like trying to like prevail through my wounding. And I remember I used to be laughed at by family members, by friends. And I can't say I blame them. I mean, you have someone who's an alcoholic, drug addict, who's like clearly living in the downward spiral of wounding talking about somehow they want to like coach and help other people I could see that could be laughable in that moment but the truth is deep down we all have that desire and I think deep down I knew that eventually I was going to be able to tackle this mountain and do my healing work and so I see this time and time and time again as people set off on their healing journey and as they get kind of further along and they start to have understanding of things and they start to understand self-regulation and mindful and intentional living, they get to a point where they're ready to share and they want to speak with that authenticity about their own healing journey and help other people to experience that as well. I've seen this so much that I'm actually currently writing a book just for people who are in this phase of their healing. It was initially going to be a bit different of a concept for a book, almost like a sequel to Alchemy, which this book really still is. Because like I said, once you take off on this healing journey, you'll almost everyone gets to a point where they feel called to somehow help others to do the same. Not sure when it's going to be out. So you guys might be waiting a while for this. I'm not putting myself on any time restraint. I'm really taking it easy and letting the flow of this book come very naturally and organically to me. But I felt so strongly about this process along the healing journey that we all go through to be the light that I was like, I need to, or I felt called, I should say, to create almost like a handbook for people who are at this stage of their healing journey journey. So when you feel like you're ready to like talk about and lift and inspire and empower other people, you 
congratulate yourself, celebrate yourself. You're doing great work. And now you're ready to extend that great work even further, which is just wonderful validation that you're most certainly on the right track with your healing. So there you have it. These are just some of the most common indicators that you can use to gauge where you're kind of at. And if you find listening to this I mean, like I said, healing is a never ending process. None of us have mastered it. Okay. So you're not alone. If you were listening to this and you said, Oh, eek, I need some work here. I could use a little work in this area. This might have been a validating podcast for you, or it might have been a podcast that illuminated some areas where maybe you are being called to go deeper into your healing journey. And if that is the case, please do know that I offer shadow work coaching sessions for people who are looking for some extra support through these processes or or looking to gain some clarity. One of the most difficult things as we're starting is when you start out from a really wounded space, you have almost zero visibility in that energy. And so having some support to usher in some clarity so you can get your, your bearings, so you can connect with that broader perspective and see exactly where your healing journey wants to lead you can be super beneficial. So you can find information about my coaching services on my website. You can book in. All the information that you need is there. But I'm also very accessible. Love when you guys reach out to me. And so if you do have questions about my coaching services, um, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here for you. So I hope that this podcast episode has inspired and helped support you wherever you are at along your sacred walk. And as always, I am sending out so much love to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining me today.